0: Oh. <laughs> i know how the internet works internet boyfriends hello and welcome to another episode of internet boyfriends i am joey and with me as always is the lee to my clementine okay yep.
1: got it sure. <laughs> sure i didn't know if you're gonna get that one yeah i love that that's a great ge- it's the best version of walking dead I, i'll agree i'll agree with you i, I, I love, love the comics. comics i love the. i still love the comics i've read every issue but yeah. uh I, i'd stop watching the tv show i never started the second tv show uh I never watched Walking Dead afterwards or whatever the I fucking the Chris Harder thing was. Just start, it did, but I haven't started. I'm not going to probably. But yeah, no, but the more version I prefer, the one I find most compelling is that is that uh game version from the people okay. whose name is me Telltale. The Telltale, Telltale. version, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we we have been sort of wandering through well, I mm, mm, uh, I don't know how to I don't know how to get into this. Joey's always been, had some been shit been go down between the last, between the
1: episode that just was released at the end of august early september when that was recorded and today that we're recording that was in september july. yeah well, since july some shit went down between when we recorded the last episode i mean last episode, i'm not sure there might be another one between these but like the episode you heard at the end of august and 55 55, the episode, 55. 55, episode, 55 episode 55 yeah yeah the, 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 there was some shit happened between recording episode 55 and releasing episode
0: 55 Yes. And um, back, back in episode 55, I said to you, I made a promise that I would put out more emotional content on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, and social media. Like more spe- stuff that was specifically like, I feel this way. I am sad. I am angry. And I am... you did,
1: and we saw it, and it's, that experiment ended yeah, before, yeah. long before this episode is coming out.
0: I said I'd check back in September, and it's the beginning of September now, um, and I did some research, and I figure, yeah, so I guess I'll jump right into it. A few days after we recorded that episode, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. Uh, I called her lady friend because we weren't really sure what to call each other or like we, we were, things are kind of weird. And, and then they ended and, uh, and pretty much any other context, I would have crawled in bed and cried for a week. I don't know. Like we, I've, she means a lot to me. She, she means a lot to me. We dated before we broke up. A year went by, we got back together and then she broke up with me again. And it's, it's a complicated thing. It's a very complicated relationship. And, um, it it messed me up real bad. Um, everything that happened because it was very unexpected, and I know her reasons. We we talked since then. Yeah, uh, a lot a lot has happened. A lot has happened since then, and, and um yeah. So I, I I like I said I, I would have crawled into bed and and just cried for a week straight, um, but because you and I had that conversation, and I felt that I was somewhat obligated to stick to that episode that wasn't even released at that time. <laughs> uh that i i because i i intended to i intended to release the episode i was that was the goal was like i was gonna and we did ultimately it just took a while yeah yeah well i was gonna edit that podcast like i think the night after like i was gonna get home like we're gonna go see ant-man and she broke up with me and i was like ah fuck (laughs) have you seen ant-man yet no, I haven't. Okay. I've never, I haven't seen ant yeah, That sucks. It's pretty good. It, much like, much like with the podcast editing, like it got pushed sure. back. Yeah. Pushed, pushed back. Whatever. I might go see it uh, th- Friday. Cool. So it's a fun movie. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. She. She and I actually talked, and I think the two of us are gonna go see Ant Man on Friday night. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be the adults, and we're gonna we're gonna oh, we're gonna God. talk about things and. It's it's a it's a long story. You don't. Oh th- that's that's not for the podcast. No, it's not. No, no, no. Everything's everything's fine. Everything's fine. She she at least was able at the time. I think that it was it was one of those things of where I didn't know what was going on because she was not capable of talking to me about what was going sure. on at the time. And time went by, and so I had a whole week of just being emotional on Twitter, like like legit emotional. <laughs> and I pretty much live tweeted. The whole breakup and and everything that happened after. Uh, I went to a concert. I I actually witnessed someone breaking up over the phone uh, in a park on my way to a concert. Oh, and so that was that was fun. That was fun to see. Like wow, I'm not even the craziest person in this nope. zip code. That's that's pretty cool. Um, You've never been the craziest and, person in the zip code. I don't think. Uh, Maybe, maybe I could say okay. Uh, maybe I'll even uh, like like move it down. I wasn't the craziest person in that one block radius when that was happening. <laughs> you like, may, have, you, you was...
1: may have been the craziest in a one block radius. I won't say
0: otherwise. That's possible. Yeah, no, no. I have definitely been. I because I've been in, in lowly dense, like a very uh lowly populated, uh, not so dense yeah. areas. So that's like statistically, yeah, yeah. I might be the you know, out of four people. It's easy to be the craziest radius. person. Oh yeah, no, I've definitely been on a boat in the middle of like yeah. a lake or an ocean. So yeah, I mean like that's yeah. So that's the case. I definitely think I've been the craziest person on a boat. So yeah, that's that's fair to say. Yeah. Who has? But in, in that instance, uh, uh, that, that lady, it was a lady that I was I was very in my head. I was worried. I was walking around because I have a fitness tracker. And I was trying to get my fitness tracker to 60 minutes of walking for the day. So I was like, all right, let's let's go for a walk. And so I went for a walk in this park and did laps around the park. And as I was doing laps, I heard like over my music or whatever. I guess it was in a podcast. I don't know what I was doing, but like over my headphones, whatever I was playing my headphones, I heard this lady yelling as she was coming towards me. and I'm like, oh, no, here we go. Like, what's going on? I took my headphones like down a little bit. See, like, like, should I be afraid of her? Because I don't know, I don't know. Like I, I don't discriminate. If someone's yelling, I don't care how like what they look like uh, or like how physically threatening they are. If screaming and yelling and like having a tantrum as they're coming towards me, I tend to be a little more like I, I want to see what the hell's going on. I don't know if you can.
1: I get confirm. I get I get wary. I, I I pay more attention to the surroundings because they might go off in a weird way. Like there's there's, well, I there's crazy America, screamers so. in Montreal too. Like they're less likely to murder a lot of people, but. We have had people murder a lot of people. That happens occasionally. Um, but uh, we have a school shooting here now and then, but like not as often as you guys do, obviously. You guys are the best. But like, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. You guys are the best at that, by far. We're averaging um, one a day. <laughs> yeah, way to go, guys. Yeah. But that's a whole other thing. But yeah, there's still crazy people screaming that could react weirdly, even without a gun. And you're like, I want to be aware of what they're doing at all times while they're within earshot, sort of kind of thing. So I pay more yeah. attention. I'm like, uh, what's he doing? All right, he's going the other way. All right,
0: still. Okay. And and the lady, the lady was screaming into her phone because as far as I choice in listening to the conversation, <laughs> it was loud, yeah. really, really loud. Uh, like I mean, legitimately, like I I I know that people often say like this person was talking loudly into their cell phone. No, no this lady was screaming into her cell phone, sure. and it was about her her boyfriend was breaking up with her because she was, um, dr- over. Dramatic and irrational, as far (laughs) as I could tell, and uh, sounds like possibly an accurate description. Unfortunately, she was screaming into her phone and saying, "Like you're not allowed to break up with me. This is not happening." And I was at least glad that, like, whatever thing happened between with me, I was like, I accepted it. I I was upset with it, and I was really bothered because I didn't know what happened. But I tweeted and I shared. And I don't. I can't say if it was harder or easier to do it that way because I, I really don't know. Because it kind of felt like, like I, for me, getting dumped and experiencing heartbreak is is brutal. Because I got to, to be honest, I really don't have a whole lot going on. I have my job, I, I do my stuff, uh, I have my friends, and I have a pretty simple life. And and when shit kind of sucks to a certain point, it gets kind of hard to measure what makes it better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I guess the metaphor for it's like the the breakup felt very much like being hit by an avalanche. It was unexpected and I was buried in it. And there was and occasional aftershocks. Was up, up or down. Yeah, there was occasional aftershocks and I, I didn't I didn't know what was up or down mm-hmm. and I had to like scramble through and it's like in, in I, I don't I don't know how familiar people were with avalanches but you don't know what up what's up or down and until you dig and regain some control over yourself and and emotions and things um and then spit you don't know what's up or down. By the way, that's what you do. You spit because there's gravity, and sure. the spit will go down. That and you makes go, sense. Oh, okay. And then you dig up and get out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Good, but a good the survival, moment, it's a handy survival tip. Did... Yeah, in the moment you never know that because why would you? Like yeah. that's you just be like you just panic and then you die. So, <laughs> but I didn't want to panic and die, so I I put myself out there. I spit. You yeah, spit, I spit on spit the social and media. I, and I I spit on the social media and I and I dug myself out. And um, I gotta tell you, in the moment, it feels very selfish. Yeah, I understand um, that. Yeah, in 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 the moment, I think I had actually even said in a tweet that it, it feels like there was nothing interesting or helpful in what I was saying or talking about or in sharing my pain. Uh, so you like, I just felt like I was just kind of dumping out how I felt over and over and over again, and and that pain that the continuing pain can also like it all feels very selfish and shameful uh because like you're personally in pain it's a very localized thing your world has changed completely because of this one event and nobody else experiences that except possibly the other person in their relationship and you can't help others you can't really connect with others in the way that you used to You can't really look beyond your little world and and, and turn your pain or bad experience into something that can benefit mankind um, until you get time and distance from it. And that can make you to some extent like insufferable to some people, (laughs) not to all people, hopefully not to your friends. But like, I mean, that's, that's, I, I think that's the thing is that nobody, nobody wants to see their friend in pain. And when it comes to acquaintances or just people that you follow on Twitter, it's like I don't want to see you in pain either because that's not why I follow you or that's not why I interact with you or that's not why I Did you see want to deal with people
1: you knew unfollowed like did people unfollow you during that time frame?
0: Do you have any no idea? No one unfollowed me. Nice. I have I have a I have a thing from when I used to from from my old job that follows my Twitter account and tells me like all my my stats and everything for the week so I know like what is doing well and um yeah no no one unfollowed me I can't but see the thing is now there's an attrition of bots and stuff that will always
1: unfollow people but like you always get a couple people that you. Yeah. it's clearly like some sort of bot but like no real people unfollowed you
0: no real people as far as I can tell unfollowed yeah. me and and but I can't tell who muted me and I sure oh uh, yeah the mute. Problem. Yeah. mute i yeah. never think of mute so oh, i wish i could yeah no i think about mute, mute all the time because um, i i can't because i can't tell you, you really can't tell who's muted me you me, me, uh, you can't tell who is muted you because it gets to the point of where you're tracking numbers and usually if i tweet something during the day 60 people seeing it is about fair mm-hmm. um that's about like meh, it's all right like that's pretty much how it is and and most of the time when I'd share something, like, especially the sad tweets, I'd get about 60. And and it's it's fair to say, like, I was getting my usual traction with my sad tweets. People were seeing it. Sometimes people would chime in and, and, and say stuff. But, I mean, I don't know if that's also because maybe people are kind of used to it with me. That maybe that's my – because I, I feel like I'm a bad – I realized about, like, I don't know two or three nights ago as I was looking back over all this stuff that I might be a bad person to talk to about this stuff because I think most of the people that follow me, no, no, because most of the people follow me realize this is my process. Sure. Like I, I have to like, I, now that I'm a web designer and I'm doing the web development thing, it's a little bit different, but I mean, I think it's fair to say that like, if you know me from when I was writing, which is the majority of people that follow me on Twitter, you can follow that like it's that's what art is. I get hurt. My life happens. I tell stories about my life and depression and my family and and all that stuff because I want others to laugh and smile and enjoy something uh, to make my pain worth it mm-hmm. to to make to make that to kind of like make that experience. I don't know worthy or worth. I don't know I another way to say it besides worth it. Um, I know that can sound kind of shitty but that's how i feel i mean i go through i've been through enough shit that i'd like to be able to give that to somebody and say here's this snow globe of what happened and you can take a look at it or you can toss it away i don't care either way but that's that's what happened and i i feel like it kind of worked okay
1: oh <laughs> I, mean, I i don't know either like it's if it worked for you or not it was interesting to watch I did, like I don't know if I noticed a huge difference because just some of that was moved from I am between you and me to Twitter, so like I I yeah. might have got a similar amount of content or emotional content as I would otherwise, but uh, it it was it was it was definitely a different framing of it because you were posting it as if it was an experiment.
0: Well, Do you, know you I mean? knew
1: that nobody else knew. Well, you talked about it occasionally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe I, maybe I just
1: contextualize means- it that way because I pay attention to your tweets and know what was going on. I and mean, maybe people missed that tweet that was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing, and that's why I'm a little more
0: emo than normal. But like, <laughs> I think I think people understood that once I like because I collected everything in that StoryFi um story. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I kind of said like, this is this is what like if you want to look at what what happened, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Um and I think and we I shared that couple, on the internet player friends Facebook. We did, we did. I had a couple of friends talk to me after that and say like they noticed a huge difference between what I was sharing and the week after. And I had to say the reason why I didn't share so much the week after is because um she talked to me. Mm-hmm. And 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 things got settled and It's not to say that I felt better, but I mean, because I still was pretty messed up by everything that happened. But at least you had a good reason for it. it Yeah, yeah. yeah, There was a good reason for why everything happened. There was, uh, I like things kind of like we were able to at least talk to each other and talk like adults. And instead of, because I mean, I, I feel like a lot of when you're an adult and you have a breakup. It, it's it sucks it really sucks and there's no real like guide to how to follow it i've i've talked to multiple friends uh both like as it was happening and then just even recently like a month later about everything mm-hmm. and it's very clear that when you're an adult you're expected to take a break up very well because or at least you're expected to take it as like you go to work you do your thing, you go on with your life, you don't let this thing, like, mess with you. But it deeply messes with you. Of course. And, yeah, so, like, to, to, to go to Facebook or go to Twitter and, like, post, like, emo song lyrics... People look at that and they're like, come on, you're fucking 32, you know, like get it together. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, do you really think that I'm any more emotionally mature than I was at 21 or 17 or whatever? I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, but like (laughs) fucking look at you. You yell at people in traffic. Like, you know, it's like we're all of us really. Are we really that much emotionally more emotionally mature, especially because I, I feel like. Like you're you can't deal with that stuff until you're in the moment. You can't like you can't sp- like if you spend most of your life thinking about how you're going to handle a breakup while you're in a relationship, you might have some problems. When yeah, you go to therapy. Like you might have you probably have abandonment issues. You probably have to like that's a thing. So like when something hits you like it it all sounds very cliche like i didn't see it coming it's like most people don't we try to handle it maturely most people do and it doesn't work out that way it's uh yeah it, it's i don't know because as you said you're doing the exact opposite of that you're getting married you yeah. you are moving on you're you're you you're, you are like cuz that's, that's that's what's being, like that's the adult side of things like that's when we when societally <laughs> we look at things
1: I, I'm like. getting, yes, I'm getting married. Uh, we were together for nine years beforehand; yeah. like it, it was a long time. Yeah. We're just sort of like, I guess, like we're both we're both eager to get married. We're both happy to get married. Don't get me wrong,
0: we are. Um, Man, you and I are digging some holes this episode. We are, and but I've I've
1: dug this specific hole before. But we were both sort of like, all right, now's the time, I guess. It wasn't like I mean, a giant romantic proposal. It was like, okay, let's do this. More than anything. I was, I'm a, and I'm a very, I play the the, the Devil's Advocate a lot, <laughs> and I'm always, I'm, sure. I'm not scared of commitment, but I'm scared of failure a lot. So the whole marriage thing was a lot of uh soul searching of like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And ultimately it was like, well, what's the difference if we're married first or not? So I'm like, if we break up after yeah, nine fair. years of not being married, it's gonna be just as painful. Maybe not on paper, but like emotionally, just as devastating. Whether we're married or not, at this point. So like, if I don't expect it to fail, but who the fuck knows, right? This is life. Well, Like, if I was not going into it, if I thought I was expecting it to fail, I would not be getting married. I expect things to go great and be happy and then die. But like, hopefully with life in between. But like, that's what I expect. But really, like, my issue of like, oh, what if it fails? Like, well so like it's gonna fail either way so let's get married and have some fun with it first like i'm excited to get married it'll be fun we'll have a good party and and then we'll be married and have an easier way of labeling each other other than boyfriend and girlfriend or like life partner or some other thing like we can just say husband and yeah. wife it's easy and like people call me yeah. call me my wife regularly and I've, I've stopped bristling at it i used to be like no no no, no my girlfriend and now I'm just like, oh, whatever, I don't care. Like, it's fine. Why would you bristle at that? Well, this was not like, not recently, but like, it was like year four or five. I was like, no. No. But then I was after, In after, year
0: four or five, you couldn't handle someone saying that she was your wife? I was a little like, no. It's not accurate. And, and Not like I was a, like, okay. I, is, is, that because, is that because you're a nerd or is that because? It's
1: a little of A, a little of B. Um, okay, okay, Like, it's definitely partially my pedantism. But, like, at a certain point, I was like, oh, this is a fight that's not worth having. I'm like, it's fine. This is essentially what we are. It's all good. And only now we will legally be that. So that's that's what it is. Like, we're happy. We're good. We're fine. And we're just going to make it easier for everyone to label us. <laughs> and all our parents are very happy. So it's good for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, the reason I asked that was because I think Sophie and I, it, it was about a year and then, if someone said that she was my wife, or there was a moment where it was kind of assumed that we were married, I just kind of ran with it. Because after oh, I don't know, like, no, yeah. no way, no way. I don't, I don't, I don't have that. I have way more abandonment issues than I have commitment issues. I don't I don't really worry about that so much. Especially because, like, what's that really change? Like, realistically, logically. So you're worried about other people maybe, letting you yeah, down yeah. more than you're worried about you letting other people down? Mm, yeah, kind of. Okay, I mean, see, yeah, I, I'm, the, I, I, I'm,
1: I'm the... I'm, The onus is always on me. Like, I'm the one that fucked up. I'm the one that will mess things up. I'm the one that will do this. So that's why I'm always apprehensive of doing something because if I fuck up, it's all on me. Or if it fucks up, yeah, it'll it's... probably be on me in some way. And I will definitely, even if it's not, I'll apply it to myself. Like, I'm that guy. As opposed to, like, if someone leaves, that's like, oh, she abandoned me. It's like, oh, what did I do wrong is more of my thing.
0: Like... that's this is all relatively new for me. Okay. This is something that's been new for like maybe the last five ish years. And the reason why finally I realized this yesterday <laughs> uh, because I emailed me and she was like, you know like you're a fighter. you just keep like you just keep on trucking through everything that you you do. like you you really don't give up. you you're very tenacious. And I said, well, I don't I don't see it that way because I felt like I gave up on writing and i feel like i gave up i feel like there's a bunch of stuff that i've given up on i feel like i've okay like for I'm one thing you of... might have put it aside but it's not like you can't write again like... and that's but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying is that most people when they when they see me they kind of make their own assumptions and that's fine and that's the thing with the, with someone saying like oh you're married it's like yeah fine if you want to make that assumption i don't care it doesn't change anything cuz i still know how i feel and i know what my situation is and like I still worry about, you know, being a a loser or a f- failure in the context sure. of my life and my relationships, but I don't I kind of I kind of realize that maybe as a codependent, I should just accept that I'm going to go to irrational lengths to make other people happy and I'm going to go to like above and beyond to basically be like, I am, I mean, really let's, let's be honest. If if we're already going down this road and we're already <laughs> digging this hole, like, like I tried to be the best, absolute best boyfriend I could be and things just didn't work out. And if other people make assumptions about my relationship and say, um, you know, with you, you two are married, I, that doesn't bother me because it doesn't add like extra responsibility for me because I wouldn't I generally you know what the moment that I b- stop bristling at that is the moment when I think and I think you agree is the moment when it's you, you say like, well, I want to, you know, at least give this a shot to be married with this person. I want to at least try because I I still subscribe. I don't know where I found But there was some sort of research done a while ago about if if you are in a relationship, you have to have five positive experiences to one negative experience. And if that starts to go more negative – than positive, then your relationship's gonna fall apart in some way and you're gonna need either repair through therapy or talk or like something. You gotta work something out between you two. Or you have to break up because yeah. it'll just keep sliding and it's not gonna like shit's gonna fucking mess up. I mean obviously there are harm like like life events that happen that will harm your relationship like death and and other couples breaking up and you know maybe the two of you have to split temporarily because one has a job in a different city or whatever there's always things that are going to mess up your relationship what's the problem Nothing go on Oh, oh I thought you were <laughs> laughing or No that's no, fine No 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 I, I just um I don't know so I I would like to have a relationship where i have five positive things to one negative things i'm it's fair to say that you have the relationship where you have five i haven't five done the math positive but things it certainly isn't thing. enough
1: that i've after nine years i've thought about going elsewhere
0: <laughs> you gotta get one of those clickers like they have yeah. in prison so that you can, like click positive experience just one permanently <laughs> glued to my hand like i need it, i need it, an implant is what i need <laughs> You would see you, but see, you wouldn't get that because you worry about uh, being the failure in the relationship. You, be, you worry about being the weak link in the relationship. You're not worried about Michelle being the weak link. So no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's definitely me the you're weak link. You're worried about her walking in with the clicker and being like... Yeah, exactly. Click, Absolutely. Negative experience. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But, but at the same time, I don't work as hard as you do. So I'm like, well, whatever happens, happens. This is me. Hopefully she's good.
0: I do work, I do work pretty hard. I'm I saying you know do. I'm really saying like I don't. Like I don't work. It, I don't. No, no, no. I'm... I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm okay. not saying that to it like was an emphatic like agreeing. Was... It was an emphatic agreement, not an emphatic disagreement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was an emphatic agreeing because that's who I am. Because it's a part of who I am for so long. Has, is is uh, irrational codependency. And if someone says, like, chop off your hand, I'll basically be like, well, do I really I'll, – I'll, I'll debate with it for, with them for a while and be like, I don't want to chop off my hand. I need my hand. My hand can be very useful in the context of this relationship. But after a while, I very well may chop off my hand, and that scares the crap out of me, and that's yeah. something I'm working on through. Like, that's something I have to work on, and that's something I am working on, mm-hmm. something I, I talk to my friends about. That's something that I do try to take to social media to to tell other people about because I don't think that a lot of people – talk about codependency because we talk about depression and anxiety a lot. That uh, those are very common yeah. things. At least at least it our yes. peer group in our in our in our group um, people talk about those things. But like for the most part, most guys don't talk about codependency because it's typically a girl thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's typically a feminine effeminate thing, effeminate and feminine thing that it, you you are subservient or that you are running around trying to make the other person happy mm. um it's also assumed that that has something to do with the way you act sexually and that's also very demeaning to to men or to really to anybody because sure. i've as as we've talked about on this podcast before that's not a problem i have in the bedroom uh i'm the complete opposite in the bedroom uh and i don't i don't that's not something i carry with me but I, I don't know. It's just it's just something that's a part of who I am. I, I really don't know how to not give a hundred and ten percent, and that that leads to like that leads to the problem of where I say yes to everything, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different problem. Yeah. So you know, and well, I try to work on that stuff, but that's I, I if I don't have data and I don't have a lot of good feedback on that kind of stuff, and that's where maybe social media or technology could help me a little. Well, well what kind I of thought, feedback
1: did you get? What kind of feedback did you get during your week or two of um, emotional honesty on Twitter and Facebook?
0: Uh, the best emotion on Twitter? Anger. Sure. That, that's no not surprising. <laughs> no surprise there. When I was angry about things and I was really fucking pissed off, that's people tend to respond to that as like, yeah, like, get him. You know, and because conversely, like sadness, sadness does pretty well, actually. And I, I thought it would do. I thought as we talk about sad, sad Internet versus like normal Internet, mm-hmm. I, we thought that they would have to be separate. Sad Internet doesn't have to be separate as far as I can tell, Um, but it does depend heavily on who's around. Yeah, because if if you're around, uh, Ali popped in quite a bit. Alan popped in uh, like there were there were people that I clearly remember like they popped sure. like Rob I think at some point like there's yeah, whatever I could just list people whatever yeah. but there's there's a lot of people that popped in and talked to me uh, Colin talked to me quite a bit in DMs there were there were lots and lots of people that were talking to me and contacting me about things but that's the thing it, it's when they're around mm-hmm. and the internet is not when people are around mm-hmm. like we don't process the internet that way we don't think of the internet as like being you know like a chat room uh and and it still kind of is and maybe a chat room or like irc as we (laughs) um both know from back in the day is maybe the most honest kind of internet because you see who's around you know like who you have access to talk to because now we're just dump like twitter you're just dumping everything out there at least on irc you can see the member list and be like oh like ali's around i can talk to her because she wrote this article on panels about you know her divorce like that's that's someone i can talk to but frustration and anger pretty much always work. They always like you can guarantee that frustration and anger will always spark some some views, yeah, favorites, and even sometimes responses. Because yeah, I mean that's we've we've like, seen
1: anger get engaged very easily on Twitter for years now. It's not that's not surprising
0: but yeah, uh, no 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 that's surprising. I mean I I looked it up and uh, there was a researchers in China uh studied uh Sinawayabo I don't know how to say it but uh it's a thing China blogging platform China, china was a micro platform similar to twitter in sure. china and they found out that what goes viral fastest um is is rage and anger um and then it's like sadness and disgust don't do too well joy moves pretty quickly like joy is pretty acceptable it does it does okay for itself but, mm-hmm. but rage is always the most viral and and you can even see that. Like you can see like waves of outrage and, and frustration and, and anger breaking out on Twitter. Like I showed you a while back there there was an interactive map uh of Jeremy Clarkson being fired. Yeah. yeah. And you can just see the like it like popping off like and like flares and, and like coming up like people flare up hot as they get the news and wake up and see the news or like check their phone or whatever. And then it just burns out pretty quickly uh until the next thing comes along. Like I get the feeling that when you're sad on Twitter, from my experience at least, when you're sad on Twitter, um, people see it as that you want to do better. Yeah. You don't want to be sad. Especially, when if, you, you're especially angry, if you
1: approach it in that context.
0: Which I always do. Yeah. I always do. I think that, Again, I think that's people kind of knew that going in. Like if I hadn't said anything, I was just sad. I think most people that I know that follow me kind of realize, like, the only reason I'm sad is because it's an emotion and people get sad. And I don't choose to be sad. I really don't. I I don't want to be sad. It's just a part of life. Sure. And I'm trying to do better. But with anger, I think a lot of people choose to be angry. I think a lot of people really go out of their way to be like, I feel like I am low in willpower. It's an
1: easy way to feel something. I think we talked about that in the podcast before, yeah. and I don't—I don't know if there's fact behind that, but it sure feels that way. Like it feels like people are just relatively numbed by reality these days because they're bombarded by so much. You sort of have to be, so that you at some point, like, oh, I can feel something, and everyone will feel it with me too. I will get angry about this thing, and you feel supported. Well, were... You feel feel something, some sort of beyond bland apathy about life, and you have yeah. this—you share that anger with lots of people, which feels good because you're sort of like engaged with the greater humanity for once but at the same time it's fucking exhausting
0: (laughs) well okay so i actually I, i this unlike last time i did my research a study done in 2013 found that people use the internet to rant no surprise there but people that use the Internet specifically to rant to make it a goal like they go to a specific website, like they go to Twitter or they go to Facebook or they go to like a forum where they rant um, are more anger- prone and sure. more often engage in negative behaviors like fighting and reckless driving. Uh, apparently, according to that study, rent, uh, venting or, or letting off steam distracts you from sitting with your anger. Oh okay, basically they said that venting and letting off steam is bad. Uh, because it doesn't allow your anger to dissipate. I say, because I know from my own experience and all the stuff that I've read, that you want to sit with your anger because you will uh, get to a point where you control it and deal with it and accept it doesn't... or or, or accept it doesn't get any good. Because some anger does do you good. Some, like, there's a reason anger exists. Like, sometimes, yeah, ma- but just make like, sure you're, you're still like, angry
1: oh. six hours later about this thing the writer of James Bond said Idris Elba.
0: If you're not still angry six hours
1: later, or whatever... Shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, but we have a really hard time. I know we do. I do too. Like, I'm
1: not the like I do. I do it all the time. Like I'm not saying like I'm better than you for doing this, but like I I think I've tried to do that sometimes. Like I sit on it and wait. If I'm still angry later, I may say something. But like I'm on the internet 24/7 essentially, and so yeah. I see these waves come and go of like before the beginning of work, end of work, at home after dinner kind of thing where people peek and check their phones and stuff. Like you see waves of anger happening uh, but it obviously dissipates as it gets farther away from the initial event but like if you if you see it and you wait a bit you'll feel so much better because so many things you don't have to respond to because they're stupid meaningless things that some random dude said there's no reason to
0: get angry about it but you're but you're you are assuming that people are angry because um i because they have to be like, like they can't control we're just
1: themselves. we're just—we we can't. Like, we're so wired to say our thoughts as soon as we think them on Twitter.
0: Like, that's what Twitter's for. Yeah, no, 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 no. And so, just having some mindfulness about it. your thoughts. But why would you have mindfulness? Because anger does really well on social media. If you can couch your anger, <laughs> you can hide your anger in something clever. Or if you can say, like, if you can get angry about, you know, James Bond or 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 whatever. The well, fuck for is one going thing, on I guarantee. Like,
1: I guarantee you'll be more clever after you sat on it for a while than if you just react immediately. Yeah, but then no one responds to it. The
0: whole point of being that, clever but, and being angry... And maybe and, and that's talking a to shitty thing! A maybe wave. that's a
1: shitty thing that we shouldn't be doing. Whether well, not, but, Yes, it's something okay, we so do, but maybe okay.
0: we're all wrong for doing it. Looking at this from the perspective of someone who studies social media, there's two ways that you can engage with social media social media in a successful, quote unquote successful way. Successful uh, as in, like you get you get views, you get impressions, you get uh, you know, uh, engagement. Fuck that. Nerd. Either you can catch a wave. No, nah, you either you can catch a wave, or you can have something you can make you can you can have uh, social media that is crafted, targeted, uh, and and relevant to What's going on, which is still basically catching a wave. And, and so when you interact with something every single day, it's sort of like when you interact with society every single day. If you interact with society every single day and you're broke, you're going to feel like shit about yourself. Sure. Because our society, American society, is so over – just fucking rampant with consumerism. You're going to get to a point where it's just like, hey, you got to have fucking money or you're a scrub. And girls don't want no scrubs. Scrubs don't get no love. Not for me. And, and so yeah, it, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so why would you why would you want to not have money? And that gets to the point of where you go, well, shit, money should motivate me. And it's like, well, fucking, I can give you ten fucking books off my shelf from right now that can show you. Studies have shown that fucking money, when it motivates you, it doesn't really motivate you that well. And if anything, to a certain point, certain tasks it will actually demotivate you or cause you to do those uh, tasks poorly. If you're writing a book because you think that you're going to become a millionaire because of, I, I don't know. Recently, I was on a train and there was a girl saying that she was going to get a million dollar book deal because uh, she was, I assume, 19. And, um, well, she, she also said that she was going to go work at print media because she said print media come back in a big way. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody I talked to, this I'm just like, isn't it great to be 19? Like, there's a 19 year old that genuinely thinks that print media is coming back in a big way. Man, what a thing. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, the
1: whole thing you're saying is, everything you're saying is that I'm right based on evidence, but yes, we don't feel that way, so we don't do it.
0: Yeah, but emotions, emotions... I know, emotions
1: trump, I understand that. It just, uh, it just makes me sad. As usual, these episodes end with me feeling sad. Like, I, 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 I'm i trying to remember the I'm trying to remember the time but We've edited it in our boyfriends so I felt hopeful for the future Alright, let me,
0: let me turn then You ready for the turn? Sure, I'm ready for the turn Okay, then the thing that I learned The most important <clears throat> thing I learned from everything Is that the computer in your pocket Doesn't do any of the heavy lifting In your life, really When it comes to emotions When it comes to, like, if really, like, humans Like, what percentage are we? Like, emotional versus, like, intellectual or rational Like, it's gotta be, like, 50-50
1: well, know, people, I, I, i'm sure it's a spectrum i feel that's probably the average
0: yeah people well it would be uh people well, not people, necessarily I mean, most well, people okay, are yeah. 70 30 i don't fucking know i'm I guessing would most people, people are 50 50 i would not want to meet the person that is either 100 percent rational or 100 percent emotional i'm probably way more afraid of the person no 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 that's not true i don't know i'm equally afraid of both I think. i'm
1: equally afraid of both also because yeah. one's a sociopath yeah and one's just a neurotic mess like, it's just, it's fucking Jerry, uh, Jerry Lewis, um, uh, Richard Lewis on one end, and Dexter on the other. Like, they're both sort of terrifying in different ways. Oh, I was going to say the, the robot in The Simpsons
0: that was programmed to feel pain, and it's <laughs> running at the building on fire. Why? Why is that programmed to feel pain? Like, that's the person I assume is just 100% emotions, just running around all the time, crying and screaming yeah, yeah. and feeling everything like they have no skin. It's yeah, a little, it's a a little Billy Eichner and Billy on the Street. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's terrifying in a way. I I believe I had said in a tweet during the week uh, that technology makes everything easier except emotions. Sure. And that was the best lesson that I had that to walk away from everything. I uh, had to do work. I had to go on with my life. I'm an adult. I had to try to get through that week. And every time I had to take this computer out of my pocket to go do things with it because I had a work email or whatever it was – Sophia's pictures are all over my phone. Um yeah. her her pictures in my contacts, her pictures are everywhere. And I had to move around apps to hide them to like see that I didn't have a notification from my girlfriend. I had to like deal with the fact that I like my favorites, like I had to like I don't know, it's just it's all it's all there. I, I noticed almost immediately when she unfriended me on Facebook and like your technology doesn't want you to cut someone out of your life or it doesn't want like it it wants it studies your life like you're a creature of habit and technology knows that. And that's how we as humans program technology to interact with us, because yeah. we we like you can't hide things like you can you can delete things. But there's not a lot of like, hey, can you just like hide this from me for like the next six months until I look at it and go, huh, that was a really nice day that I had. You know, with my ex girlfriend, and you know that's a really nice time that I had with that thing uh, on that day in that time, and and this sort of experience. Um, because, like, I don't hate her, obviously. Obviously, I, I, and I You shouldn't. I you shouldn't. I don't think you should. Yeah, I don't. Because hate's a I... stupid emotion. Yeah, but even even with her, I don't. I don't hate her. No, I I never wanted to delete everything. Pity, maybe, not hate. And I don't, I don't. Um, That's really. it, me. I'm saying it. You're not saying it. I understand if you feel differently. Yeah. I have a lot of empathy. I was in a relationship with sure. her, so yeah, I yeah. have a lot of empathy for for what's going on with her. And and I I didn't <clears> want to delete everything. I didn't want to like uninstall that part of my life. Yeah. Like the pocket computer does everything it can. And, 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 and more importantly, everyone else and everything else does everything I can. Like, like, uh, Torrid emailed me like five times that week and they're like, Hey, you should buy a dress for your girlfriend. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> like, maybe this is not the time to sell me dresses. Yeah. And, and, and I kinda, I lost it. And, and like every time that I tried to like, you know, do all this stuff, I kinda like, it's just, I'm human. And sometimes I don't want constant reminders of my pain. <laughs> I, I, I don't want my phone to know that I'm in pain. And then like add a reminder uh to Google Calendar and be like five thirty, time to lay on the floor and cry. Uh because I don't you know Well you don't want that like, kind of fixed schedule. No, no. I want to be a little loose on my schedule of lying on the floor and crying. But I mean we we like like she gave me an explanation for why it happened. We talked yeah. through everything and I worked through how I felt and now I'm here and we are trying we, we're friends, we're friends. Uh, I, I guess, and I, I don't know what more to say because it's a podcast, and I don't want yeah, yeah, to stuff out there. But yeah, so like now I go and I do my usual thing, and like her pictures are there, and t- like time hop, and Facebook memories are still showing me pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like that's and and I'm glad that I can handle that. But I know that like in that week in that context, I know that if you just got broken up with and you're still like in that first like six months possibly, like I know that I've been in a relationship and that relationship has ended, and for six months I did not want to see a picture of my ex girlfriend. Sure. Because it just fucking wrecked me. And, but that's not what computer box does. That's not what pocket computer does for you. That's not what that thing is. Like in my experience, if you have more than one friend. And if you have more than one friend on social media, being open and honest about what's going on isn't a bad idea mm-hmm. um, because even if you put out exactly how you feel and live blog everything that's going on with you, I can promise you no one is a bigger asshole to you than you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like unless you're famous, it's a hard thing to admit. But yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, Unless unless you're famous, and in that case, I don't know why you're listening to this. And I'm sure you know that someone's gonna tell you to kill yourself because you said that video games were dumb. Yeah. So or watching video games was dumb. Yeah. Whatever it is, you're gonna be told to kill yourself at least six, seven times a day. But so that's what I learned. And then I did research, and I saw that in the university, the University of Wisconsin, uh, they studied uh, freshmen using social media. And they said that according to their study, people felt worse whenever they shared bad news mm-hmm. because sharing made it more real, more concrete. Um, and, and dealing with it personally and private gave them a chance to escape from it. Whereas, and I, and I, I do kind of agree with that at least, which is by putting it out there, I would get re- tweets and responses from people on both Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. And I would say like, Hey man, I'm sorry that you're going through this or whatever. And it's like, I was doing Okay. And then someone said, Hey, I'm sorry, you, you got a breakup and it's like, oh my god, I've been broken yeah, up with yeah. and then it all comes flooding back. And it's like it it is harder, but their experiment never tracked the long-term effects of like sharing, which sucks because you know, I'm sure it's yeah, like you might have stronger friendships with some of these people because of it.
1: Oh I, I definitely like, do.
0: I, yeah. I definitely do. This is this is the mo this is the time if you ever want to know who to reconnect with get broken up with because if you post something to social media and someone like jumps back and says like, Hey man, I know we haven't talked in six months, but you know, I'm really sorry this happened and mm-hmm. I want to talk and I want to, you know, have a better relationship with you. Then that's like, assuming that the person I, I um, yeah, no, I, I don't see a problem with, I, I didn't see a problem with that. I guess. Cause I don't really know a lot of people that are opportunists, but I I'm assuming maybe other people might have a problem with that, but I, I don't. Um, and it's hard to be a sympathy opportunist. It like, is. Is. Yeah. <laughs> there's
1: definitely people that are like, oh, we haven't talked in a while. Here's this thing I'm doing. Can you talk about it to my your friends? That kind of opportunity is a different thing. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while, but I know you're hurting. Let me help you with that if you need to. Like, that's a different kind of thing. Like, yeah. That's okay, I-, I think, 99% of the time. Yeah. Unless they're trying to become codependent assholes to you or something. But, like, that's not – most people
0: aren't like that. As a codependent asshole, I wouldn't rush into someone's breakup and be like, "Hey, I can help." Yeah. Because I know I can't. I'm I'm pretty rational when it comes to codependency, and even I know that like you sharing sharing gives you better access to your support system, and that's great, but your support system really can't do a whole lot for you besides like that very like 30 rock like like from across the room tapping you on the back with a broom. <laughs> like, well, probably, mostly, I was there. just like
1: when I I in my deal with this aside from the day you told me where I was angry the whole day. Um, yeah. I was. Like, you, you can ask Michelle sometime. I was that day was the I was an angry that I was an angry day. But and like after like, that, that, I was just like I'll treat him like normal. This is this it's his life. We go on and I will try to be a, a stone of normalcy in the life. And if he wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it. If not, we'll talk about Rick and Morty
0: and other stupid shit that goes on in life, because that's what life is more about than anything else. Yeah, 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 exactly, because like now, now that it's like a month or so later, I can look back at all this stuff, and I can actually be kind of positive about it. Because I instead of curling up in a ball and, and just being like, no, no, this isn't happening, no, you're not breaking up with me, no, 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 I accepted what was happening, I got help, I did my best to figure it out, and now I'm here. Like, I still, I'm still, I, today, I looked at a picture of Sophia. I didn't get upset. I still can say that I love Sophia. I care about Sophia. I obviously have dated Sophia twice now. Everyone's very aware of that. Yep. Um, (laughs) Let's keep those numbers low. But anyway. (laughs) I think think the the trick to to a lot of this stuff is kind of going back to what we had said in the older podcast, which is that there is no trick. All you can do is feel bad and sit it out and go to your support system and and wait and, and get through things because mm-hmm. emotions are temporary. Yep. you want to know how to get over your your breakup Wait six yeah, wait, six months from now. like if you want to be better at being an optimist, keep doing this for four years. If you want to do that, if you it, whatever it is, just keep keep like make a plan get your support system to support you through that plan and then go through with it and you'll basically be okay humans are really resilient it just fucking sucks in the moment and what really fucks you up more than anything is feeling bad about feeling bad
1: yeah i'm sure i i like my issue is i'm a pretty fucking privileged guy (laughs) like i don't feel shitty often thankfully so i don't i like i feel bad consoling people or because i'm like I, i i have been in a happy relationship for 10 years ish like I've been broken up with twice. Like it's not, and those were a long time ago now. And one of those was a messy, weird one. But like, it it was a long time ago, so I don't feel like I'm a fresh. Like I'm, I don't know. I feel weird. I feel weird. This is this is my my worst problem in life is that I'm too privileged. And I and that's and I can't complain because my problems are that I am too privileged, and that sucks in a way. Like, I'm I'm the rich guy complaining about how life sucks when you're a billionaire. I'm the the guy from Minecraft complaining.
0: I still think his complaints are valid, though. I know, but,
1: like, at the same time, I, I, I really feel shitty about complaining about things because otherwise, like, I don't have anxiety problems. I don't, like, I have a very stable mental health, a very stable home life, I have very stable everything. So when I feel shitty, I feel really shitty complaining about it. And I know that literally every person feels shitty all the time, not all the time. But every to feels shitty sometimes. Everyone, and it's okay to feel shitty. But at the same time, I don't want to talk about it because I life is so otherwise good. Like I don't have to no. worry about anything. So I don't you, like I talk to you about it, but like I don't yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. like I do talk to people about things, like yeah. but I don't. I don't, I don't feel shitty talking to a close friend about it, but I feel really shitty posting on Twitter or Facebook about it.
0: I think I think the thing with Notch, I saw a lot of people getting angry about how Notch said that he was he was sad. And he's he feels depressed because he's got and I a million dollars. I empathize I, completely. I, I empathize, the reason I empathize with him is because even if the richest man in the world or woman in the world comes out and says, I am sad, I'm depressed, I don't know what to do with myself, I regret having all this money or whatever it is, when they say things like it's very clear they've been shaken to their core by yeah. what's happened to them. If that happens to anybody like come on that's, that's I know I like, I agree like yeah.
1: I and maybe it's easier for me to empathize with him because I'm have a stable life but like I don't know I I understand that as a person of privilege even though I have... head, like it's, I, I know it's, it's it's a weird place to be as the as the, the the comfortably financially comfortable straight white guy of an unbroken home with a loving fiance at this point like it's it's weird to be there today but I, but I'm also that person who's socially aware and checks his privilege regularly. So like I'm I'm aware that I am the luckiest man in the world and still feel shitty all the time. I'm not the rich white guy who complains about everything because yeah, I'm but, losing my privilege because I should deserve to lose my privilege. The worst thing in my life is that I'm too privileged. Like it's if, it's if bullshit. someone
0: if someone says, "Hey, I'm having a software problem." that my my mental technology is all is all fucked up. Like everything, shit's all fucked up. Yeah. And 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 that's their response. I don't care if you're rich or poor or whatever. I think that's worthy of empathy. I I, I agree. Really I agree. I yeah. I wholeheartedly agree.
1: Obviously, like, we're yeah. both fairly empathetic people. But I just like I'm saying. I just I understand in a lower extent than than notch. Why it's difficult because I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> like. Yeah. In, but like it's, you get sad like money doesn't like money takes away a lot of worries but like it does, it does. I lay awake at night worrying about shit that I, you will find shit to worry about like you will always find shit to worry about but, that, but and the, the, the issue difference. is not finding ways to fix the worry the issue is to find ways to not worry. Like, that's the, the goal should be to figure yeah. out ways to not worry in the first place and to adjust your life so that you won't No, no,
0: no, 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 wait, because you're always going to worry. The, the goal is to sit with it. The goal is to well, know... Well, either, how, like, how yes, to, yes to, but, like, to, yeah, to yeah. just,
1: like, I just mean you're not yeah. going to fix the... You're not going to stop worrying about lo- anything and ever, ever, because you're yeah. in love and have money. You will find other things to worry about. You have to figure out how to deal with worry as a concept, not what you're currently worrying about.
0: But that's but that's when people if someone says to me like oh you know Starbucks stops serving the latte that I like that's when I tell people to go fuck themselves. But <laughs> if someone says that it's a core problem like those core islands are fucked sure. with, yeah, in yeah, your, in, your, in, your, in inside your inside out inside brain, brain, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's to me that's what I read when this guy is like, hey, I might be a billionaire, but like my fucking islands just tumbled into the abyss, and it's like, yeah. wow, like I'm really fucking sorry, dude, because that shouldn't happen to like that was any that was horrifying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can't say that that was horrifying. That pit was scary as shit.
0: Yeah, and that happens. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess um, I, I I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add. So I think we're kind of done. We're good. I I do have my favorite tweet from the whole week. So I went back to get all the the data yeah. and stats on everything. Uh, my favorite tweet from the whole week was uh, still a bit scared that my sadness will cause me to trip and fall, which would rip my jaw off, and then I'd vomit spiders everywhere. <laughs> And that's pretty much how I felt for the majority of that week, mostly because I wasn't afraid of being covered in spiders. I was a little bit more. I was more afraid of covering other people in spiders because I already had the spiders inside of me. Sure, I understand that fear. Maybe that says something. That something really fucking you know shook me to my core when my islands tumbled, and uh, I was still worried about getting you covered in spiders. So yeah, don't it. don't 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 worry about being worried or don't yeah well <laughs> don't feel bad about feeling bad
1: <laughs> it's like saying don't look down but yes I I, 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 I agree with the sentiment entirely like it's it's it's, 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 it's 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 a lot harder to figure out ways and tools to deal with worry than it is to like oh I just need a better job like that's like oh I have a solution I will get a better job that pays more bills so that I don't have to worry about eating anymore whereas yeah. realistically you'll just move your worry somewhere else worry is something that lives in you and will find a place to live like, it's just going to, you move it from room to room, but it's like, you can't get it out of the house. Like, you're going to find the best room for it to live in, and how to live with it. It's the Find shitty, a really nice box for your spider. It's, it's the shitty roommate that you're stuck with. But, like, you have yeah. to figure out how to deal with it in the best possible way, because you can't get rid of it. And on that note...
0: <laughs> I am Joey, and you can find me on Twitter, at Joey Heflick. And with me, as always, is...
1: Is Ryan, at Gobo on Twitter.
0: And you can find us both at IBF, uh, Internet BFs? Yeah. Internet BFs.
1: Well, you yeah. can mostly. I, I I occasionally will retweet things on there. And I'll get annoyed at people tweeting it. It's like, oh, I have a dot I have to get rid of now. And I click over and they get rid of the dot and then shit, you know, it's, we're good. And then you reply to it and then the dot comes back and it's like, oh, this dot. Make more. It's dots. All, my life is a war against dots. Notification dots are my enemy. <laughs> I will smite them. Oh, man. Well. <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm I left speechless. I, I don't think i could come up with a better line than <laughs> my life is a war against dots. Like, that's filled with spiders
1: at war with dots. Yeah. Yep. That sounds like life these days. <laughs> so until next time, we love you all. Take care.